This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Hey, what's up? It is episode 124 of Small Talk. Steve Cerruti and Michelle Smallman are here with you. And we're getting used to our YouTube audience. We've had a podcast for many years now. Steve recently made us a YouTube channel. We've been giving salutations to our YouTube audience at the beginning of the pod. But we have to kick off this episode with an apology to our YouTube audience. (laughs) Because what happened? Steve, do you just want to explain what happened? Yeah. um, My bad. (laughs) Just start off with that. So once we're done recording, you know, we get an audio file and we get a video file and Michelle takes the audio file and she takes all the stupid words that we say all the time, like, like, and honestly, and you know, me and literally, and all the things that are trigger words that we don't like, Michelle takes those out to make it sound a little bit more presentable. And my job, I tried to, I tried tried to, to, yeah, to our, I mean, we say them a million times, they're bound to slip and there's bound to be them in there. But, and my job is to take the video aspect of it, throw up a cool graphic in there, put the, you know, the small talk logo on top, what the episode title and number is at the bottom intro, outro, make some edits when we stumble or when we reset, for instance, you know, the usual run of the mill stuff. Yeah. basically, Yeah. Yeah. You know, every once in a while we'll screw up and we'll have to start something over or like today we're going to have an interview and it's going to be a different part of the podcast. We don't record everything in order. Well, it's my job to put those things together and make it look clean. Right. And I thought I did that last episode, but turns out I got a text from Michelle. Uh, what was that? Like, 10 p.m. I think, yeah, it was like 10, at night. I think we dropped the pot on Thursday and it was 10 p.m. on Thursday. 10 p.m. on Thursday saying, hey, my mom hit me up. <laughs> Shouts out to, to Mrs. Smallman uh, for having Just her back. Was- <laughs> yeah, He was definitely the first person to watch the video every week. I'm well, sure. we'll get to that in a second. And she was like, hey, I think there are some, there's like pickup in there and it's you guys just kind of, there's a lot of dead air and you guys just talking and then also a three, two, one for some reason. Why are you guys counting? It turns out that your boy thought he took out the parts that were meant to be taken out, but actually didn't. I added the font. Everything looked good. I just used the wrong file. So there was some meaningless, weird conversation between Michelle and I. And we'll let you get into that in a second, Michelle, because it was hilarious and very on brand and it was awesome. So to the 35 people that actually watched it before I took (laughs) it down and reposted it, congratulations, because that's awesome, including Mrs. Smallman. But uh, yeah, that's my bad. I screwed up big time and won't happen again, guys. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe you like that. Who knows? It it probably will happen again because things like that happen. We have a lot going on and there's a lot of files going in and out. But the funniest part about this is sometimes in the middle of the podcast, Steve and I will pause and we'll say, okay, how do we want to end this? Or, you know, this or that. And then we get in a conversation and there's certain things that might be said that we don't necessarily want to hit the air. Usually not. Yep. Usually Usually not. So when my mom is saying this, I'm thinking, oh, gosh, what did we say? Is there something bad that we said um, that essentially went on the file? (laughs) And I went back and looked at it. And all it was was us wrapping it up, trying to figure out how we were going to end the pod and me complaining about how hungry I was for 10 minutes. Which some would say that was the best part of the podcast. and And I took it out. So unfortunately, some of the best stuff is off the air. There were two of them. One of them was, I think, just like a three, two, one, really quick. You wouldn't even notice it. But and that's, I think, why your mom is confused because she's like, why are you guys counting yeah, in she's and like, out why of the are you pod? Randomly counting? <laughs> and then the last one, it was, yeah, us figuring out how to end the pod when we usually say something stupid or clever at the end. And, you know, we don't always get on the first try because we're not professional comedians here. And <laughs> yeah, so we were kind of, it was a pause. And Michelle's like, could we, you know, could we hear this thing up? I'm very hungry, which I thought was funny and kind of wanted to leave that. I should have cut that by itself and just posted that so everyone can enjoy it, not just the 35 people who actually watched it. But luckily, yeah, we were good. We escaped that one lesson learned and um, we'll be better, YouTube audience, I promise. But, but we won't. Basically, the <laughs> same drill every week. We tape this at night and we usually tape for about an hour. And by the end, I'm like, we need to wrap this up because I'm starving. That's what <laughs> it was, too. Yeah. Hungry you were hungry all the time. <laughs> you were like, we're at 45 minutes where people are like, why does that matter? Who cares? Like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I'm like, because we need to wrap it up. Your girl's got to eat. All right. I'm, we're just, I'm Italian. I'm a girl that eats. I'm sorry. <laughs> and we were just trying to let people in, inside the curtain, you know, or behind the curtain, as they say, you know, get people into the inner workings of small talk is actually about. So I don't know. Blew up on our face. But you know what's funny, too? It's actually not funny. But do you know what? I I haven't actually told you this is the first time I told you I was very stressed out that night, too, because and I told you I was driving back from something and I would do it when I got home. Yeah. And I said, don't worry about it. It's not I don't think it's that big of a deal. Just get to it when you can. My stupid dog 
one of my stupid dogs, but my really stupid dog. And I say that in a loving way because he's the cutest thing ever. He's a dachshund. He's a mix. He's just dumb. And I love him. He's so cute. But he's he just is a bad dog. He's a poorly behaved dog. Mm-hmm. When I went to Whole Foods to get some dinner while I was gone, he decided to eat an entire dark chocolate bar, an entire one, which is so sick, which is very bad. So my night included basically trying to feed him things that would make him throw up. That didn't happen. So we had to go to the emergency vet, take him there. He gets drugged up, pukes up all the chocolate. It's funny looking back at it now, but he was so drugged up on the on the car ride home. I've never seen a dog. He was high as shit. And it was so funny to see your dog high. I don't know why you would ever make that happen, but if you ever do, it's very, very funny. He's um, very like on edge and he likes to bark a lot. And he was completely subdued. His eyes were kind of rolled back and he was just sort of out of it sitting in the front seat next to me. And it ended up being really funny, but it started off as kind of scary. But yes, my dog climbed upon our table, ate an entire chocolate bar. And I got home and I was like, dude, what the hell? Like, I'm just trying to have a, a ch- a chill night here and you got to go and do do this and eat a chocolate bar good times well i'm glad he's feeling better and that he's okay and i do know what it's like to get your dog high because i have to get my dog high every six weeks when he goes to get groomed because my dog (laughs) is so poorly behaved that he has to essentially get knocked out and muzzled to get groomed it's the smaller dogs they're feisty like (laughs) the smaller dogs when we're taping we'll hear he'll just i don't bark i guess he doesn't like when people come yeah yeah Yeah, louie doesn't like when people come around he doesn't like when people are outside the door that's like my when they when the delivery guy comes they lose their freaking minds like it it happens every single day and yet it's some event every time it happens but i have a theory that little dogs are very poorly behaved they're very they have attitudes they're very fresh and they don't Uh like authority Uh, my dog moose is 18 pounds and we have a bigger dog 65 Mumford and Moose runs the house he bosses the 65 pound dog around he's the badass you know whatever of the house and it's just funny to, it's just funny to watch I'm convinced they have Napoleon complexes little dogs 100% have Napoleon complexes I took my dog to training when he was a puppy and normally they give the certificate and the dog graduates and everything's great you know how you have to walk across the room and you tell your dog to heal and then it walks next to you Mm -hmm. would not heal was just such a shit disturber the entire time and the owners said hey we're gonna pass him but he should not be passed but we're passing him because we don't want him to come back he's not a good dog we cannot train him and I I thought okay yeah I'll get him the the collar that kind of comes in we'll get him straightened out it's been 10 years he's not been straightened out ever he's just an ass i don't know how else to describe it he's just not a good dog he's an angel when he wants to be but a devil a lot of the time we call him a sour patch kid he is he is he's a dick sometimes and he's the worst but then he'll snuggle and he's laying and he's a sausage dog so he looks hilarious no matter what he does and it's like how do i hate this how do how am i mad at this dog and that's the problem that's what that's the i guess that's the conundrum with dogs but no little dogs are they're weird this is my first sort of endeavor into little dogs and i it's, it's unlike anything i've ever seen so he's totally fine he loves chocolate which is highly toxic for dogs and yes. uh, yeah we we survived okay i want to circle back to the accidental upload Because Mm. you talked about how stressed you were. And yes, you were definitely stressed because of your dog. But also, there's a panic that arises when you make a bad edit or maybe you send an email or a text that you're not supposed to, where in that moment you think, oh, shit, I just said something really bad that I probably can't take back. Have you ever done that? Have you ever accidentally sent out an email or sent out a text that you weren't supposed to? Yes. I remember this really well. And it's kind of like, I've never actually replied all, which I know some people, that's the fear of everyone. I've never done that at work, which has happened a bunch of times. Everybody makes fun of that person. But mine was, so everyone's on group chats with their friends, right? And they have, and then there are subgroup chats. There's a group of five, then there's a group of three, then there's a one-on-one. Because, you know, sometimes you have to have an individual conversation, maybe call a couple people out. That's what every, every friend group does it. If you aren't part of that circle, then you're probably the one who's, you know, people are talking shit about. But what happened was, I don't even remember what we were talking about. It was probably some annoying sports thing or whatever, because my friends, we battle each other. We argue and we disagree, but you know, we love each other. It's fine. It is what it is. You go back to the, at the end of the day, we're, we're all friends. But I remember right after there was some sort of disagreement in the group chat, I meant to text a couple of the friends on the side saying, hey, how dumb is my friend? And I accidentally sent it to the entire group, calling him out by name. So being like, how stupid is this? And as soon as I hit send, I remember in the other side group chat with less people, they all just started immediately laughing, immediately being like, how do we possibly, you know, that, actually, they didn't really care. They were like, let's just see this thing play out. This is hilarious. This is basically live theater. I don't remember what the exact incident was about, but I remember backpedaling so hard to be like, oh, man, I'm just joking. Of course, you know this. And I don't even know to this day if he bought it, 
but I was so panicked at that point. I'm like, did I just end a friendship right here? Cause this is hundred percent what could have happened. I might've just ended a friendship by calling him out directly in our group chat. I think he laughed it off and we ended up not really talking about it again. So maybe he's still pissed about it to this day. I just don't know, but I was so scared. You get that nervous chill and you almost, you just know you're helpless. There's nothing you can do in that situation, but I don't know. It ended up being fine. What about you? It happened to me with someone who wasn't really a friend to have it happen with someone that you want to have a relationship with is the worst. It's not about ragging on people too, because your friends rag on each other, but yeah. it was because it was so clearly not supposed to be sent to him, you know, yeah. and I think he must have used context clues and just played it off like it was fine. But because I could be like, hey, you're an idiot in the group chat, it'd be fine. But if I say, hey, so-and-so is an idiot calling him up by name, clearly like it shouldn't have been there. Then you're like, oh man, now are all my friends talking shit behind my back? I wouldn't wish things like that on my worst enemy because it is, it is the most helpless feeling you could have. So mine was interesting. There was this guy that I knew in college that had dated one of my girlfriends. They broke up and it was a terrible breakup. And a couple years ago, he texts me out of the blue, like a what's up type text. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. And I was thinking, what is this guy doing texting me like this (laughs) when he dated my friend? We were not friends on that level. So I screenshotted the text. And sent it to some of my girlfriends from college being like, oh my God, can you believe this? What am I even supposed to say to this guy? And I sent it to him. Just the screenshot. Just the screenshot. Not the, not like, what am I supposed to do with this? Well, I, cause you know, sometimes you type the words and then the screenshot. Thankfully I sent the screenshot first and then was typing the words. And I looked up and I saw that it was him that I had sent it to. And I went, Oh no, (laughs) no. And then he just stopped responding after that. He totally went radio silent, which was fine with me. Totally fair. Totally fair. But in that moment I needed to consult the girls. I needed to say, what do I do here? This is really bizarre. So here's why I got a snitch like that, but this was weird. You dated my friend. It ended badly. Yeah. But shouldn't he, that's a weird thing to do given the context of what happened screw him, right? He's already being an asshole. He's already being sketchy. So it's not like you were trying to be friends with this guy anyway. So I actually, I think it's kind of funny. And the fact yeah. it's almost, it's almost a way for you to have him stop bothering you, right? He's never going to bother you again now that he knows that no. you basically were about to out him to some of your friends. So I kind of feel like you might've dodged it, but that, that might've been a positive accidental text than it was a negative one. But still I got the panic. I, I was like, oh no. But you didn't care if this guy was, you know, you didn't really care if he forgave you because you didn't want to hang out with him or talk to him anyway. Plus, he was no, being shady. But you still don't want to make anyone feel bad. No, I know. I know. And to make you look like, hey, immediately after you texted me, I screenshotted it and sent it to somebody else. Yeah. As soon Normally, as you... I don't do that. I don't like that. I don't like those games. Screenshotting a text, if you ever get that back, it's usually not Blow. great news. Not great news no. for you. It's not going to no. be, there's aren't going to be pleasant things that are happening after that. And I don't like people that snitch like that, that take screenshots and send it to other people on the reg because that happens. And normally I would never do that. That's not my play. I don't like that. I don't like when girls will screenshot texts that guys have sent them and been like, hey, what do I do here? Even though I just admitted that I did that. <laughs> but this was a completely <laughs> different scenario. But you know what I mean? Because I'm like, that poor guy sent that in a, in a private moment and he was being vulnerable. And I just always feel badly sharing stuff like that. But in this moment, this was, hey, this is a guy we don't like. What am I supposed to do with this? Do so I that's, and that's pretend to be nice? And I was wondering if he and our other friend had maybe rekindled or started talking again and I didn't know about it. So that's why I had to kind of call the girls in and get the 411, if you will. I personally think your conscience should be clear here. Thank I don't, you. I don't think you have anything to worry about because I think if he's the one being shady, then you had every right to be like, hey, what's up here? Well, we got to figure this out because why else would he be hitting me up? I think it's you're totally within, it, within your right to do that. Now, did he need to know you were doing that? Maybe not, but I don't know, man. No harm, no foul. You'll be fine. Okay, good. If I'm it was fine. a nice guy, say you went on a Tinder date guy or say you went on like a Tinder date, right? Or whatever, pin, bumble, anything. And you like this guy, you genuinely care about him, but you're still unsure. And you sent a full screenshot with a follow-up question being like, hey, should I think this is creepy? Say he confides in you about something and you screenshot the text and the, and the response is, hey, should I be, is this a red flag? Like we were talking about last week with make it or break it. Then I think you should feel really bad because that's kind of like, oh man, this guy's nice. He wasn't trying to do anything. And I, I kind of put him on blast, but the guy kind of seemed like a shithead. So whatever. Can you imagine if you were single, Steve, and you're chatting with a girl (laughs) and you say something to her, let's say it's flirty, let's say it's a little saucy. You take a risk. You take a risk. (laughs) 
it's risky. Yeah. And you, you're feeling good about it. You're like, yeah, she's responding to this. We're getting somewhere. And then all of a sudden, the screenshot comes back to you. Think about how you would feel on the receiving end of that. There's no coming back from that. You just, you I don't can't. think you can talk to each other anymore. Because <laughs> you know the deal. You know she was basically putting you on blast to her friends. So what are you going to talk about the next time you guys go out? Hey, yeah, actually, my bad. I don't I don't think I could personally get over that. That's a real big confidence uh, hit. Because, you know, so I know some guys are like Teflon. They don't, like, things just bounce off them. And like, I know that everybody knows that guy that he can get rejected a million times and he just keeps bouncing back. That to me, at least for me personally, that's another level. And I'd be like, she, mm, it's a bridge too far. We can't do this. But you're not getting rejected. If anything, she's sending it to her friends to consult because she likes you. Yeah, I don't know. I would just, I would want to know, would it be, would it be out of the question or would it be ridiculous for me to ask what the context was? I would want to know, be like, yeah, okay, you, you sent this text. Know. What did you say to your friends? She's never going to tell the truth. Mm, then, then the trust isn't there. We can have a relationship. Sorry. The betrayal. I'm not trying to Dr. Phil this bad boy, but I mean, listen, <laughs> the trust was broken real early there. If this is make it or break it, it's a break it. Yeah. I, I, ugh. If I really liked her though, that's, mm, that's a really good one. Actually. If I really liked her, I don't know. I, maybe I would try to make it work, but I would just always feel like she was texting her friends behind my back about stuff that I did. And it would make me uncomfortable. I don't need your friend. I don't need Cindy judging me on the side. Come on. We're trying to figure this out ourselves. We're adults. We don't need yeah. that happening. Cindy's got her own shit. She's a gossip queen anyway, and she can't hold a boyfriend anyway. So get her out of here. The best thing I've ever heard at a comedy show was one time I went on a date. A guy took me to see Kevin Hart live and he was so funny. And he's like, how many people are here on a date? And everybody's raising their hands. And he's like, how many people are here on a double date? And every, a bunch of people raise their hands. And he's like, okay, I want you to lean forward and look at your friend's significant other. So if, you know, oh. let's say I was there with a date and you and Maddie were there. So I would lean forward. Well, you guys are both my friends, but you would lean forward and look at my boyfriend, right? And he goes, I just want you to look at that person and know that anything you tell your friend, they hear about it. <laughs> they know your deepest, darkest secrets. You think you're telling your friend in confidence? No, she's passing it on to her spouse. This is what happens. And he goes, for instance, my wife's on the phone with her friend and she's like, no girl, I won't tell anybody. I will never tell anybody. She hangs up and she's like, Tiffany has HPV. <laughs> he's like, I don't care that Tiffany has HPV. And she's like, but you will not believe how this went down. And he's like, it's information that I don't want, but my wife is dying to tell me. And everybody who's been in a serious relationship knows that, that when their friend comes to them with some juicy piece of information, Telling your significant other is the safe place. That's the safe place. You know that you can tell, like I could tell my boyfriend and he's going to keep it in the vault because he doesn't care what is going on in my friend's marriage, but I can tell him and he can give me some advice and be an ear. And as a friend, you feel like you've gotten it out. So you don't feel the urge to tell anybody that would care. Oh, that may, Do you ever stop? At what point in the relationship do you stop sharing things with your significant other, with your friends? You know, is it when you know that that person is, could actually be the one or is it constantly a question? I mean, I like to think Maddie's not sharing some of the weird stuff that I do behind the scenes with some of her friends now, but I actually, I don't know. I mean, maybe she is. I don't, I hope no. she's not. Lily's not is she me. texting you and be like, Steve did this. Like what a freaking weirdo. What should I do? Imagine me getting a screenshot from Maddie that was supposed to be to you. <laughs> like, what's going on here, guys. That'd be really funny. Um, no, She's not. Um, when does that stop? Would I you? Know, I think it's when you get engaged or married, because once you are going to live with someone or take their name, you're becoming one. So their annoying things are now your annoying things. And also I have learned as my friends get older and they get married and now they're having kids that when you're younger and you say, my boyfriend did this and he is so annoying. Your friends are like, he sucks he sucks. And they can be more open with their feelings about your significant other at the time, knowing that it probably won't work out. Now, if you're dumping all this stuff on your friends about your husband or your live-in boyfriend or your fiance, and they're like, he sucks, he sucks. When it blows over with you two, you don't forget that your friend said he sucked. And then you're with your significant other. It's just harder when you know that they're going to say things that you don't want to hear. And you're always going to stay with the other person. Do you have any juicy information from your friends 
current husbands who, when they first started dating, things were revealed, like things happens, things started happening. Be like, oh, so and so is a whatever, so and so is a larper, for example, uh-huh. or something weird, and they ended up getting married. So you actually know these weird things about some of the people that your friends have been dating and now married to for a long time, because that's funny too. I have some stories from significant others that I, they definitely don't know. I know <laughs> for sure. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't even want them to know that I know. Cause then it'd be no. super weird. We'd never be able to look at each other again. No, I have some girlfriends who, when we were younger, after many cocktails had revealed some things and we were like, Oh, what? And now they're married with kids. So, <laughs> and that just goes into a vault and it never gets opened again. We and will never, no. it's that, which we will never speak of is what when we call you that. Know when that friend is saying something about her husband that some of us are on the side looking at each other like mm-hmm. <laughs> there were signs. <laughs> yeah. <We> remember. <laughs> there were signs. <laughs> but oh man. Got their shit though. Everybody has got their shit. That is Oh what, yeah. When people talk to me about their relationships, I just sit there and I say, God gave you two ears and one mouth because you need to listen twice as much as you talk. And you don't want to say anything that is going to upset your friend because some of the things that she deals with in her relationship are deal breakers for me. And some of the things that I deal with in my relationship would be deal breakers for her. And everybody has their shit and everybody has their breaking points and their boundaries. And they're all different. I firmly believe if you're not a little bit weird, there's something wrong with you. If you don't have something, you know, if you're too normal, I don't know if, if you're too normal, you're not normal. You know what I mean? There's something off about you. I don't know exactly like what exactly that is, but I know I'm, I got weird quirks all the time. There's things that I like to do. There's things that I like to whatever. And I wouldn't necessarily make them public, but, and I know them about Maddie now. And I'm sure you know about your friends and people that you've dated or whatnot. So if I found someone that didn't have that, that would also be kind of a red flag. If someone's too normal, it means that they're hiding their crazy. Yeah. And it's going to come out big time. Like all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh, she set her ex-boyfriend's house on fire and she's not telling me, you know, something like something crazy, crazy like that. Yeah. She Angela Bassett and waiting to exhale where she just threw the keys and the car blew up. Yeah. There's a Carrie Underwood, you know, what's that song? Dug my keys into the car, uh, into the side of this, whatever. She's the one that bashes your headlights in with a baseball bat. You you don't know it. He cheated. He deserves it. Yeah. I don't. Does he deserve it? I don't know. I feel like. I always, I always feel like when you cheat, that person's doing you a favor of letting you know that they're a douchebag, you know? And I know it hurts in the moment, but aren't you glad that they revealed this, this terrible side to them, that they weren't the person you thought they were and they were a shithead and you don't want to be with them anymore. Isn't that a good thing? I get that it's hard to get over, but to me, that'd be like a blessing. Like, oh, cool. Good thing I didn't marry this person because they're an asshole. True. Or, I mean, if you're married, then I guess it's totally different. That'd be, I would probably blow up a car, but I don't know. If you're dating and someone cheats on you, it's like, screw you, man. You revealed your true colors. Yeah, but God forbid that would never happen with you and Maddie. God forbid. But if it did. (laughs) Yeah, geez. Ain't gonna be me. No. Uh, But let's say you walked in on her in your house with someone else. You mean to tell me that you're not blowing something up? You mean to tell me that that hot Italian temper isn't going through the freaking roof? Because I promise you, it will. If I cheated on my boyfriend, if he walked in and saw me with somebody else, I expect my clothes to get burned. I expect my car to get keyed. I expect all of those things to happen. And if in the immediate moment it doesn't happen, I know it's coming. I know he's plotting something and it's coming. I I get what you're saying. I would be the kind of person in that situation to just ghost and never talk again. Well, you'd have to, if you're getting divorced. Well, we would, we would do it through intermediaries. That would be it. That, you know what I mean? You talk to my lawyer, you know? Oh my God. I, would I be the median because I'm friends with Yeah. Media. I'll text you and be <laughs> like, Michelle, tell Maddie that I said, that. and you're gonna be like, stop, stop. I can't be the voice between the two of you here. Uh, no, I would, I don't think I wouldn't burn stuff. I wouldn't set stuff on fire. I wouldn't even probably yell. I would just, all right. You're, I mean, I'd be hurting. It would definitely suck. Obviously to be <laughs> cheated on, especially to find out in that matter, but oh my be God. Like, cool. You're dead to me. That's the Italian way. Right. I mean, you know oh. this. No, the Italian way is stuck. In the Probably. Yeah, that's a good. Although, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good. I know a guy go both who ways. came home from his lunch break and found oh, his wife at, at their house in their marital bed, Steve, in their marital bed with some other guy. House, the sacred place. Come on. The sacred place. You mean to tell me you came home, you think you're making a turkey sandwich on wheat, get a little miracle whip on there. You go to the bedroom to change your socks. And there's, <laughs> well, your, there's your spouse with your neighbor, Tim. I mean, let me throw on. this out there. Is it any better if it's in the guest bedroom? Probably not. Right. Or on the couch? No. Probably not. Your house? What is wrong with you? Go to a seedy motel. Yeah. The, by the way, that's what motels are for, right? Nobody actually stays in motels anymore. They're just for hooking up. They're just for prostitution really? and hookups. Who else, Who stays in a motel? That's what the whole funny thing about Shit's Creek was is 
I don't know anyone that stays in a motel other than the creepy people and prostitutes, I guess. I don't know. Maybe people on a road trip, if they need to pull over and stay somewhere for a night. Really? I, I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, not a motel guy, not a motel expert. I'll be honest with you. Me either. Anyway, wow, we took a really weird, <laughs> aggressive turn here. <laughs> it always so, does. Let's get back on track. Oh, okay. So later in the pod, we are going to visit with our intern, John, yep. because he has developed something very cool for the website. But we have a hard time naming things sometimes on this show. We want it to be kind of cheeky and, and interesting and fun, but have a tie-in. So we were trying to think of what to name it. We're going to reveal what it is later. You're going to get to it in a few minutes. But we were, we were Googling things to try to come up with a name. And somehow I was Googling Shelly's and we were wondering about the spelling of Shelly's. So I typed in Michelle and I typed in the nicknames for Michelle. And all of a sudden the meaning of my name popped up. And so I texted Steve and I go, do you know what your name means? Because a lot of people I think might know their name story. They might know why their parents named them. Steve or Michelle or Maddie or John, whatever it may be. But I don't think a lot of people know what their name means. And or I don't think a lot of parents look at the meaning of a name when they're naming no, a kid. Just whether or not it sounds cool or not. Yeah. If it has a personal tie or whatever. Because imagine if you named your kid something and then later in life you looked it up and it meant asshole or something. <laughs> yeah, imagine. You know, it meant something that you didn't know. It, it's kind of like um, when people used to get, or I guess they still do, like get like a Chinese tattoo, right? And they, they don't know what that actually means. The tattoo artist can be putting anything on their body and be like, yeah, it means love and peace. And it could actually mean fuck boy. And no one, we wouldn't know that. So in the same way, I don't know what my name could mean. I don't know, town fool or like idiot. And my parents would be like, Steven, I don't know. I just like the sound of it. It sounded, it sounded like a good name. I would never look up okay. the origin. Although now I probably so, will. I just looked this up because I wanted to make sure I got it right. Britney Spears had a Chinese symbol on her hip. Remember that back in the day? Oh yeah. She thought that it meant mysterious, but it means strange. <laughs> well, I mean, that's uh that was an indicator of where her life went. Then it was hundred percent a correct tattoo to get. Oh my God. And remember Ariana Grande's meant like baby grill or something. Hang on. Okay. She got a tattoo on her hand. It's, it's in Chinese symbols. It's supposed to say seven rings but instead it means small barbecue grill <laughs> what how how does that happen got it right here it's in chinese and she thought it said seven rings because that's the name of her album and instead it means small barbecue or excuse me it's in japanese i'm reading the story it's in japanese and instead it means small barbecue grill in japanese she's a really big foodie i guess really into japanese cuisine cuisine who knows but that makes me like it even more. It's kind of funny. I mean, as long as it's not something really bad. I mean, no one's ever going to know too. But then this makes me think, what's worse before we get into what our names are? Because I feel like these are the equivalent. What is worse? Uh, a girl with a weird Chinese tattoo or some sort of symbol, right? Or maybe maybe it's a lower back situation or a guy with a barbed wire on his arm. Equally bad. I think I think one is equal to the other. They are the equivalent. They're the male-female equivalent of bad tattoos. Yes. Yeah. I almost want to say that the barbed wire is worse. I kind of lean that way. At least the Chinese symbol, or if it's in Japanese Chinese, I can't read that. So you could lie to me and tell me that it means something. And I will, I will yeah. never know the difference. Health and prosperity. And it actually yeah. means asshole. <laughs> like, yeah, who knows? You know, you would right. never know. But at a barbed wire tattoo, you go, oh, yeah, that's the douchebag move. That's terrible. And there's no meaning behind it either. It's just barbed wire. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to our name origins because I think this is really interesting. In Googling Shelly, I learned about my name. So Michelle is French, which I knew. It's the feminine form of Michael or Michelle. Damn, that's a French-ass name. A French-ass name <laughs> for an Italian Native American girl. It's a French-ass name. But the meaning of Michelle means close to God or like God. Wow, so you are God's right-hand woman. I'm, go I'm God-like. You are, yeah, you're basically, you, you, that's that's a pretty good one. That, does that's it get any better than that? Name, right? I was going to say, you're God-like. Other than being God, that's pretty right. much as high as it gets. So it's God, Jesus, Michelle. In French. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 Hey, I, I read that and I was so Don't let your head get too big. Yeah, I was like, like God? <laughs> but there are a lot of Michelles. So I guess there are a oh, lot of people that are that are that way. I don't know. There are a lot of people that are God-like. that's God -like. what they're saying is that I want my child to be like God. And I would like to think I am, Steve. Yeah, your parents hit that one on the head for sure. That's a real only child name right there if I've ever heard right, one. Right, right. She's godlike, really. That's all we could say. Anyway, um, mine, 
I didn't know mine either. I had no idea. Steven, mine's with a V. So this comes from PH, which is which is weird, by the way. I feel like you can't be called Steve if you have a PH in your name because it'd be like, you'd have to be called yeah. Steph, like Steph Curry, which right. nobody does that other than really Steph Curry. Um, but my name, the name Steve is Greek in origin. And I think mine's pretty great too. It means wreath or crown or royalty, which is actually really funny because my mom's nickname for me is King Steve. So I don't think she, I mean, she definitely didn't name me because she knew that my name was from royalty, but there's a running joke in my family that everyone calls me King Steve because maybe because I'm particular, like we like to say, I I like things the way that I like them and that's just how it is. So everyone calls me King Steve, but I like royalty, wreath, crown. That's a pretty badass name. And it's Greek, which, you know, I love Greek. Greek culture is awesome. I love Greek mythology. I want to go to, I've never been to Greece, but I like to go there. I just found out through ancestry.com, but I'm part Greek. So all in on Greek culture. What's up? Um, and to all those people for years who thought that you were a knight and your name was Sir Rudy, you're not a knight, my man. You're a king. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, look at you. Good call. Yeah, not, I've never understood this. Well, I guess I understand the Sir Rudy thing, but people are just so confused by that. Why would my name, why would I be knighted? Why would I be of royalty? I guess maybe my name is an indicator for that, but um, I'm not like Sir Elton John. I don't know. You were Quinnipiac Steve. You know, we called Freeze Pops Freeze Pops. Sometimes people in radio just have weird nicknames. So maybe people who jumped into the show and weren't there from the beginning thought that they were missing out on some inside joke on how you got knighted. Maybe. What's what's worse, Sir Rudy or Roots? It's got to be Roots, right? Roots is terrible. Oh, I like Roots sometimes. Dude, what? Ew, no. No, I like Sir Roots. Sir Roots. Sir Roots. Sir Roots. People used to always have fun with my last name because Sir Rudy would be like Fruity Tutti Sir Rudy. People used to say that all the time. Or people used, to call me, people used to call me Stevie C, which was probably by far the least favorite thing anyone could ever call me, Stevie C. Stevie C? I, it's awful. I don't even know what the origin of that was, but I would take Roots over all of those. But yeah, Roots is- Stevie mm. C sounds like your- the best friend character in a 90s sitcom. Like the Fonz. Like I'm the Fonz's yeah. best friend. Stevie C. Yeah, you're like AC Slater's buddy on the wrestling team at Bayside High. <laughs> I feel like a Stevie C would have great hair though. And I do, and I, you know, I like to say that I do have good hair. So a Stevie C, I guess maybe it fits in that way, but I don't, I, people used to call me that on the football team. Stevie C. Stevie Weird. C? No idea why. Anyone call you Stevie now? No. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, really, everyone calls me Saruti. No one calls me Steve. My mom... And my family, I guess, call me Steve and maybe Maddie, but everyone else calls me Saruti. There's so many yeah. Steves. Like for you, we have very common names. Does anyone, no one calls you Shelly though. A lot of people probably call you Smalls. Yeah, I get Smallman. I get Smalls. I get Michelle. That is probably it. I think Smalls is a good one. You're killing right. me, Smalls. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of guys call me. It's so funny though. So many, because I've worked with almost exclusively guys my entire career. Shocker. Yeah. And they all call me by my last name. That's a lot of times what guys do call each other by their last names. It's so weird when guys who have called me by my last name all the time, call me Michelle. It's very disconcerting. It's like, you feel as if your parents, you know, when your parents would call you like Steve, I don't know what your parents said, but my dad always called me princess or, you know, pal. my dad calls me pal. Yeah, pal oh yeah how dismissive hey pal no he loves pals my dad's a hilarious guy he just pal is his thing i love it your dad yep. pal dude that's amazing yep. um but when my dad would say my full name he'd be like shall get over here i was like Ugh. i get a steven joseph yeah but when guys who have called me small men my entire career will say hey michelle i'm like oh my god it's like what's going on here it's weird if i'm referring to you or about you to someone that isn't Maddie. To Maddie, I'll call you Michelle, but I feel like if people back at ESPN, I'll call you Smallman. I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah Smallman and I were doing, you know, they're talking yeah. about this. I would never call you Michelle other than it being to Maddie. That's so funny because I only call you Steve to Maddie. I'm not going to say, hey, I was taping with Saruti today. <laughs> yeah, what's her last <laughs> name too? So. too. I know. I'm like, oh, I was talking to Steve. That's weird. But yeah, anybody else, I refer to you as Saruti. So long story short here, are you now going to start looking at names and what their meaning is. I guess I have to. Yeah, I'm going to start Googling. Give me a name of somebody that we know. I'll look it up real quick. Just give me anybody we know quickly. Shane. Shane? Yeah. The buddy of mine. Shane means God is gracious and it's of Irish origin. I don't know if I like that one. I like the name Shane, but I don't like the God is gracious. That's weird. Okay, give okay. me another one. Celebrity. Someone, Do Well, anybody. how about this? I love the name Sophia. Tell me what Sophia means. That's okay. French, I'm right? Sure probably amazing um it's greek 
Oh, oh my even God. better. Steve, and it means wisdom. Oh, I mean, listen, what are we, that's why what are we I knew. Yeah, I knew I knew I loved that name. I didn't even know fully why until now, but yes, okay. lock it in. I'm going to look up my baby name and not tell anybody what it is because I know you bitches will poach it. Um, oh, it's so good. I'm not going to reveal Wait, it. Wait, hold on. People, I was going to say, people could just reverse <laughs> and figure that out. Yeah, I'm not Reverse gonna search that. Okay, give me one more and then we'll wrap this um, up. Guy or girl? Girl. Uh, Allison. Allison. Allison means of the nobility and it's English and German. Well, I feel like all of these names either have to do with God or royalty. Okay, I'm looking at Madison, something super new. Yeah. Okay, Madison means son of Matthew. It's an English name or son mm. of Maud. Wait, Madison, a, a, a girl's name means son of Matthew? Okay, it says Madison is a surname of English origin. It's become a popular given name in the U.S., Madison is a variant of Matheson, meaning son of Matthew, where Maddie is a pet form of Maud. Maud is a strange name. <laughs> that one's probably died out. I don't know if there's any young Mods out there. Mods out there. Oh, uh, what was that song? Uh, and then there was Maud. Or was that song that Mar our friend Marvin Prince used to always play for Dickerson and Hood on ESPN know. Radio on the ESPN app? Google it. There's a song about Maud. It was from some 70s sitcom. Hit us up, Marv. We'll, we'll tell it on, on the next pod. Quick aside here too. I'm also fascinated by last names and how I don't even know when this was, but when people just started calling them, like their last name was basically what your occupation was. So if you were like a Mason, your last name would be Mason. If you were a blacksmith, your last name is blacksmith. When did that happen too? All of a sudden people were just like, hey, I, I have one name, but I want a last name. And I'll just call myself, you know, I'm a, I don't know. What else is there? I wonder what Smith, Smith would probably be blacksmith too. That's probably better how everyone has probably. Smith last name because everyone was blacksmiths back in the medieval times. But that's fascinating to me too, the origin of last names. Every okay. name in Icelandic ends with son because it's just whoever's son is that, you know, your Sigurdsson or your Michelson. And that's just how the, the heritage uh, unfolds. Pretty, pretty fascinating. Okay, now that we're here, I have another question for you. Fire away. When, when do you become Mr. Saruti? Right now you are a Saruti. Yeah, I hate it. You're a married man. Someone said to me the other day, I was doing something with a young person, giving them advice on the industry and they called me Miss Smallman. And I was like, that I feel like so old. When do you become Mr. Saruti? Is it- I, I feel like I when I'm a dad. You, I think it's when you have kids and your kids are old enough to have friends come over and play. And then they say, hey, this is my dad. And you say, I'm Mr. Saruti. <laughs> Oh, that's so weird. I feel so far away from that happening and being that guy, even though I know that I feel like that so just happened. That must happen overnight. Are, but my friends have kids and all of a sudden they're Mr. Kennedy or, you know, Mr. So-and-so. It's easier when you're a teacher, I guess, because that's how it happens. But yeah. for people like you and I that, that don't have that, like when, I remember the first time I was served was uh, I think I was. I was, I think I was, I was shopping somewhere and some, you know, young teenager, and I was probably in my mid twenties. I went to buy something and I would, you know, go up to the shopping counter to, to the counter to pay. And they're like, Hey, would you like a receipt with this, sir? And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sir. Pretty I'm wearing like a back. I was probably wearing sweatpants, a hoodie and a backwards hat. I'm a sir. All of a sudden is it because I have a beard now. What is happening? And it was going to a real identity crisis for me. Cause I'm like, I'm not, I'm still in my mid twenties. I'm not a sir, sir. Okay, well, growing up in the Midwest and the South, you get sir and ma'am a lot. People are, well, at least when I was growing up, people were very polite. So maybe yes, it was a transplant and they were just sirring you to maybe. be polite. I didn't like it. I felt old at that moment. That was the first time I remember feeling old. Now I feel old when I listen to music or I don't know, whatever, go on okay. TikTok. Let's do a quick shout out corner because okay. we haven't done it in a while. Let's do a shout out corner. But speaking of feeling old, First thing on the docket, we have got to shout out Nickelodeon for their NFL broadcast of the Saints-Bears game. It was so innovative. It was so smart. It's such a great way to get this next generation of sports fans involved in watching a game and an exciting, and it's a new thing for them. It's really cool. But in watching it and watching the highlights, I'm like, I'm 100 years old. I am so freaking old now. You know why I was reading this? I actually think our friend Jen Lotta tweeted this. One of the announcers on the broadcast, the Nickelodeon broadcast, she had like 700 followers on Twitter and she had half a million followers on TikTok. I had no idea who she was. That goes to show you how little younger people give a shit about Twitter. And honestly, good for them because Twitter sucks. Twitter sucks. <laughs> but I don't know about TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. So I don't know if TikTok's any better. I've dipped my toe in. 
there's some Hi, there's some stuff i've dipped my toe in so one of my cousins is kind of big-ish on tiktok he does videos and he's older than me but he does he's a comedian so he does videos like that but there's this one that i really like of this guy who basically mixes paint and he guesses what the paint color is based on the initial sort of what they put in and it's kind of fun to watch it's just like stupid mindless stuff but again it's the same thing as vine it's exactly what vine was but people are a little bit more creative so i'm actually not out on tiktok at this moment i'm not gonna start creating content anytime soon but tiktok it's okay in my book it took us this long to get on youtube i don't know how long no we're not we're not getting on tiktok we're too old seriously i don't i don't even know what i would put on tiktok What's that? I'm not doing the dance. I thought it for a long time it was just the dance. So did I. And that's why I hated it. But it's actually yeah. not. There's a lot of cool, funny right. stuff on there. And I don't really know how to find it. I don't know how to navigate it. I have a profile. It's very anonymous. So I search things and maybe it curates it for you. But I haven't really searched enough things to, for it to really know what I like. But um, I initially thought it was just the two girls from Connecticut who are sisters that, you know, do the, the weird dances. And that's it. It's, it's way more than that. I was wrong. We're wrong. It's cool. Interesting. Well, but we do want to shout out Nickelodeon. Did you watch the game or see any of the stuff that they were doing? Because I didn't. They had the slime cannons in the end zone. Sean Payton was getting slimed afterwards. I thought Nate Burleson did such a good job explaining the game to kids. I love that they made SpongeBob and the, the right, goalpost. And the goalpost. It was so creative. And I just think if I had a kid and I wanted them to love a certain sport the way that I did, what a better thing to do than to put it on the network that they watch and tailor it to them. And you know what I thought, Steve? Major League Baseball can use <laughs> They need the youth. So that is true. They I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if that, if Nickelodeon can fix baseball, but that's like a segment from <laughs> Wait, four years ago. Is, is that what I could leave my radio show with tomorrow? Can Nickelodeon save baseball? Can Nickelodeon and TikTok save baseball? <laughs> I actually saw somebody float that out there. Be like baseball at MLB, pay attention. Listen, the NFL is huge. Kids like football anyway. It was like a fun way to, I didn't watch the live stuff, but I saw clips of it on Twitter and it was entertaining. Do you think that'll actually help? Do you think more kids are now going to be like, I'm into the NFL, you know? Because they also voted Mitchell Trubisky as the MVP of the game, which if oh, anyone watched that game, that. I mean, God, that was a terrible decision. You but... saw why they did that though, right? No, the I don't. And PFT, the Barstool people were campaigning for that. So oh, of course. All the That's... schoolies <laughs> voted on Nickelodeon. Okay. I don't it all makes kids sense kids were like, we love Mitch. <laughs> I think the stoolies got up in there. Because you know when I think of part of my take, I think of for the kids. <laughs> yeah, for the kids, definitely. Yeah. For the, but it is for the kids. All the, all the fratty young kids are into it. So it is for the kids. Not the kids watching Nickelodeon. But it's a different I demo. I do, we do love those guys. It's, uh, that is pretty We funny. love those guys. Yeah, they're so creative and funny. But I saw them. They had Mitch for MVP trending. And then I saw him want it. And I thought, wow, the power of Barstool that they could get Mitchell Trubisky to trump all the Nickelodeon kids in the boat. Yeah, that's not... Uh... It's not what you want to see. Imagine if you're trying to get your kid into the NFL and you're like, hey, let's let's show Mitchell Trubisky. That's about the worst person you could possibly show. I mean, I'd rather watch Taylor, uh, your, your boy from Kaka Nation. What is it, Heineke? Oh, Taylor Heineke. Hello. Yeah. The Battlehawks backup quarterback going out there balling out, which just tells you, Steve, how well put together that Battlehawks team was. Yep. We had talent like that right in the bench. Shout out to the Lou. Shout Great to the scouting department. Kaka. Kaka. Oh, I can't wait for the Battlehawks to come back. Hey, at The Rock, when are we getting some news on the XFL? I know you said 2022. I'm going to go ahead and assume it's pushed back another year because that's what everything is doing now is getting pushed back another year. But we need the Battlehawks back in St. Louis. I miss that team. I didn't watch them for a handful of games, but I miss them. I didn't watch a second of XFL action, but people loved what? it. Loved it. You didn't no, watch one second? I just, you know, not for me. You not for support me. Support your girl. I'm well, here I am on the field doing the interview. You can't even support. But I wouldn't. Well, yeah, you're right. You're calling me out right. You know, I'm a bad friend. I'll own that. I will own that. I don't know. I'll, I didn't expect you to watch it. Don't you worry. I didn't expect many people outside of St. Louis to care about the Battlehawks. But people did. I mean, if you look on the Twitter timeline or whatever, people were all about it. People loved the XFL and the, the Twitter so feed itself was funny and. You know, they were creative and pushing the envelope a little bit. I, I don't know. It just wasn't, I, I just, I don't want it's, I don't want minor league football. I don't know. There are other things that I'm interested in. Did you not see Taylor Heineke, Steve? Ball. Yeah, but I, I watched him in the NFL. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Quarterback is back up for the Chiefs. I mean, if God forbid Patrick Mahomes gets injured, watch out. <laughs> you got an XFL guy coming in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe Nickelodeon uh, should start playing the XFL. There you go. The official rights holder of the XFL, Nickelodeon. There you go. That's actually a really good idea. It's free advice for you. There you go. The Rock, take that. There you go. At The Rock. No compensation Ball. needed. Just remember, remember I did this. 
but watching the highlights from Nickelodeon really brought me back because oh. I was such a Nick kid. I loved Nickelodeon back in the day. Snick, remember Snick? Mm-hmm. Your entire weekend would revolve around, okay, when can we pop the popcorn and watch Snick? Or get a Papa John's delivery. And watch Papa it. John's, yep. Domino's in this neck of the woods, but yes. I oh, there, Papa John's? We had Papa John's, but it's not a thing here. It was Pizza Hut, Domino. Mostly Pizza Hut, actually. Wow. Yeah. Ours was definitely Papa John's, and it was who is going to get a hold of the garlic sauce first. Yes, there was the version of that at Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut was funny, too, because Pizza Hut was a really cool place to go and actually sit down and dine in because they were literal built like huts, and it was like this weird dining experience. I miss going to Pizza Huts, but I don't think they exist anymore. I think they're just take, probably just takeout only, especially now. What were your favorite Nickelodeon shows back in the day? Because I had my favorites. Like, I loved Doug. Love I Doug. Loved, I love Doug, Patty Mayonnaise, Pork Chop, the whole Roger thing. Klotz, right? Roger yeah. Klotz, Klotz, whatever it was. Klotz, yeah. yeah. He was kind of the James Dean of the squad. I loved Guts. Remember the aggro crag? Mm-hmm. Loved Guts. I loved all that. It was essentially SNL for kids and probably funnier in a lot it, of ways. Yeah, because like Keenan Kell, Man of Binds was on that. Well, Keenan oh, yeah. and Kell was also a great show, uh, which was then later turned into what? Good Burger. Did you watch Ren and Stimpy? I remember Ren and Stimpy growing up. My parents wouldn't let me watch that. It was too edgy for, I guess, for me as a kid. I don't know. that Maybe they just didn't like the. I don't even remember anything about the show. I don't even know what they are. Is it a dog? I don't know. I was not a Ren and Stimpy fan. Yeah, it was super weird. I loved Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because you know I like oh. weird things like that. And it's probably too so scary for you. The, I was definitely afraid of the dark. And I was mm-hmm. afraid of the intro where it had the swing that would creepily yep. creak around. I'd be like, mm-mm, changing the, we're going to the Disney Channel. <laughs> Did you watch Animorphs? That was another good show that I loved. No. Did you watch it? Clarissa Explains It All? Uh, no, but I know, I yeah, I mean, my sister's probably watched that. Hey Arnold, another one. Wild Thornberries. No, I didn't watch that. But in Clarissa Explains It All, her friend Sam always used to come into her bedroom through a ladder. He would climb the ladder and hop in the window. And I was thinking about this the other day. They did the same thing in Dawson's Creek. I feel like a lot of shows in the late 90s, mid 2000s, just very casually had dudes popping into people's bedrooms through a ladder through the window. Yeah, if I did that, my parents would, I would be grounded for months. You can just climb a house. That's insane. Also, you really think that the parents aren't going to go in the backyard and see a ladder propped up to the daughter's window? Yeah, no, come on. This is unrealistic. Again, unrealistic things going on on Nickelodeon. But I do, now that you mentioned that, that is weird. It happens all the time. And no, who's, who in real life has ever done that? If you've ever actually done that, put up a ladder or climbed up someone's house into the second story to hang out with a girl. Hit us up because we want to have you on the pod. I have a million questions. Have you ever gone in or out of a house through a window? Yes. You have? Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I ever have. Yes. Um, I don't really remember. I don't even think it was because... Oh, well, one time it was because I locked myself out of my house and I knew one of my windows was unopened. So I opened it from the outside and climbed in. It was probably super sketchy to the rest of my neighbors being like, what the hell is happening? There's a break-in actively going on. But yes, but I don't think I ever did it for a girl. I'm trying to think of in college, maybe. You know what's also funny? I went in and out of a window at some point. Yeah, I'm sure that happened in college. Come on. Yeah. Everyone climbs in a window every once in a while. But you know what's also funny? It's like the Taylor Swift video for what is it, Love Story? Everyone in TV shows, their windows were like this close to each other and they would just hang signs or they'd open a window and talk to each other. It happened all the time in Boy Meets World, right? And Mr. Feeney would just be outside hanging out and they would hang out in this common area. That never happened for me, at least. No, I was not close enough to the neighbors where I'm hanging out the window chatting with them and or climbing in and out of a window no. to chat with a boy. Not Unre- happening. Unrealistic tales of growing up. Come on. We yeah. survived. Do you have anything else you want to shout out? Um, no, I said, what? Hey, Arnold is awesome. Great show, obviously. And you didn't see Wild Thornberries. I always liked the Wild Thornberries. What's the, was it Rocco's Modern Life? Another one? Oh, really yeah. good show. Here's the thing about those shows, Michelle, is did any of those shows get created by anyone who wasn't super high? You got to be tripping balls to create any of these shows. They're insane. There's no way any person who's not super high would create any of these shows. Do you remember The Secret Life of Alex Mack? No. I mean, I heard of it, but, you know, go on. So it was about this girl who would turn into a blob. Remember Flubber, that Robin Williams movie, Flubber? She would essentially turn into Flubber and she could move about the room. She would slide under doorways and get into tiny crevices and stuff to sneak on people and find out information. I can imagine a couple people getting super baked and being like, why don't we make her turn into slime? (laughs) (laughs) Because there's no way you would think of that not tripping balls. I'm sorry. I mean, a lot of the stuff on... The Amanda, remember the Amanda show? I mean, she had, she went off the I did not again, watch the Amanda show. Uh, but there were some weird skits in that, all that stuff. I mean, you need to just be the ultimate irony. I think about this with uh, SpongeBob too, right? 
there's no way that show is created without dudes being just absolutely out of their minds. I'm sorry. Yeah, I would be surprised if they weren't. Must be a fun job. I don't know. Wait, can I give you something else I want to shout out? Yeah. I want to shout out John David Washington, son of Denzel, mm. also former St. Louis Ram. You may remember him from his time in 2013 with the St. Louis Rams. No, do we? <laughs> yeah. I believe he was a running back. Yep. Um, but he has a new movie coming out with Zendaya, who I love. And it's called Malcolm and Marie. I shared the trailer to my Instagram story and it looks phenomenal. The cinematography looks amazing. It's kind of a tortured love story and the soundtrack looks really good. I just think it's going to be so great. And I love him as an actor. And when he came through Bristol, he was super nice and borrowed my headphones. So I just wanted to shout out John David Washington. Oh, I don't know. He came through Bristol. Interesting. Uh, he was yeah, also in Tenet. I was on George and Izzy, so I wasn't oh. with you yet. He, uh, I've never seen Tenet. So I he was the know. lead in Tenet. Did not know he, I didn't know he was Denzel's son. Didn't know he played in the NFL, but I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan, as everyone knows. And yeah, he was the lead in Tenet. He was really good. Didn't know anything about him. Yeah, he was a running back for the Rams. Actually, I said 2013. It was 2006, I think. <laughs> a little different. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty wild, though. Good range. He's a football player turned actor. Shouts out to him. Uh, seriously, well, in Shadow Corner. I'll, of course, never forget it because Denzel came to a game and it was the biggest deal ever. It was like, mm, oh my is, God, Denzel is at the game. <laughs> that is dope. Well, uh, I mean, uh, Michael Jordan's son played at Illinois. And so that was always- Oh, that's thing. right. Michael, Michael when you were there? Yeah. Jeffrey, oh, Jeffrey Jordan. I think yeah. Was, yeah. Michael Jordan would be in the stands and I would be like, oh my God, Michael Jordan's in the stands. That was, uh, I think it was Ray Allen's daughter- Went to Quinnipiac, I forget. And Ray Allen would just be at random games. I think she played volleyball. That's what it was. Oh, um, wow. So Ray Allen just hang out. What's up? Um, I have one shout out. I just want to shout out Buffalo Chicken Pizza. I actually think when Buffalo Chicken Pizza is done right, and I, the Italians are going to come after me with pitchforks here, but when Buffalo Chicken Pizza is done right, I think it's the best pizza. I'm going to whisper that. I'm sorry. I can't believe you just went there. I'm going to pull your Paisan card. That's insane. Yep. You just went there. I get it. My ancestors are going to be rolling in their graves being like, what are we doing the fingers here? I, what I, are you thinking? I'm Steve? sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I am who What's I am. What's the matter I, with you? I love what I love. You know, let me be me. But I think Buffalo chicken pizza, when done right, because we had it on Friday night, it is perfect. Breaded chicken, a little bit of buffalo sauce, some ranch on top. Oh, give me that over red sauce. I'm telling you, it's crazy. No. One of these days, Steve, when you eventually make it to St. Louis, my friend Joe just opened a pizzeria on the hill, which is the Italian part of St. Louis. And this pizza that he makes, I'm this is not hyperbole, is the best pizza I've ever had. He uses all natural yeast in his dough, all natural ingredients. The pepperoni pizza that he makes, it's thick cut pepperoni that's a little burnt on the edges. The little ones it, too, like the little yep, and it yeah, has those are the best. pickled jalapenos on it which you're like, what? Love those. It's an unbelievable flavor combo. It's the best pizza I've ever had. I could eat a whole one by myself. It sounds great. So but, shout out to Joe. Oh, man, shout out to Joe. But Buffalo, I'm just saying, shout out Buffalo Chicken Pizza. I know people are going to disagree with me, but I am who I am. Love me for me. Okay, two more quickly from me before we get to John the intern. I want to shout out Sir, the rapper. I've been heavy in rotation with some Sir lately. Everybody go ahead and listen to Sir. I think you'll enjoy it if you like some of the music recommendations that we make here on the pod and i also want to shout out elderberry you know steve we're living in a pandemic i've been consuming a lot of elderberry lately some gummies some it's almost like a syrup a little immunity shot that i take every day but elderberry not only helps strengthen your immune system it tastes delicious so shout out elderberry for keeping me and my immune system up to par and keeping the wall up so that the covid can't get in I've never known what elderberry is. It sounds like this mystical thing. It almost sounds like it's something that is in gets grows in Fangorn Forest in Lord of the Rings and heals arrow wounds. But it's like, oh yeah, I'm on elderberry. Oh, cool, sure, sounds good to me. I thought it was an essential oil. It's not. I don't know. No. I couldn't be less out of the elderberry or whatever berry family that is. It's a berry, Steve. It's packed with antioxidants and it boosts your immune system. So you should get on the elderberry train. I'm on the acai berry train. I've been. I know it's not new, but that's my berry of choice. Okay, Steve, well, let's wrap up the shout out corner because we have to bring in John, our intern, as Hello, John. earlier in the pod. John is with us. Hello, John, the intern. How you doing? Salutation. I'm doing so well. So glad to be here. Okay, John, we're so excited to have you on the squad, the Shelly squad here, and I guess the small talk squad, but we want to get to know you a little better. We don't really know much about you other than you're our intern and you like the pod and you're based in Kentucky and you like bourbon and whiskey and Rage Against the Machine, which is awesome. I'm but just we, a basic bro, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is great. But we thought we would ask you an icebreaker question to get things started so that we could get to know you better. Is that cool? 
Fire away. Okay. We were kind of powwowing before. We kicked around a couple ideas, but we know you like sports. Our origins are all in sports. So we wanted to know if you were stuck on a desert island and you had to be stuck there with one professional athlete, who do you want to be stuck on the island with? (sighs) Current or past, whatever you want. Kobe's my favorite athlete of all time. Tender, tender subject, but Roger Federer is the easy second answer. Interesting. Is Roger, is Roger Federer interesting? He seems like a, such a nice guy. He's, he's Swiss, right? So he's European. He's cool <laughs> automatically. I feel like we would vibe, but he, he's probably not the most entertaining athlete to be around. I'm really just a Roger Federer fan, not like a huge tennis fan. Just, he's just a swan out there. I just have so much respect. That would just be the easy choice. I would say Aaron Rodgers, but he's a little prickly. That can go south fast with A-Rod. We know he's a little yes. bit moody. Like me, I, yes. I get it. No judgment, yeah. but yeah. He's, a little, he's, yeah. a little bit, he's a little bit moody. Steve, what's your answer? Man, it's definitely not Kyrie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, one athlete. Neymar. No, it wouldn't be a soccer player because they're kind of, I think they're a little bit premium. You need a guy that's kind of chill, right? And I, the answer probably, Michelle, you probably have a good one. It's probably a baseball player because those guys are the most chill. They're fun. No, um, hockey players are the most fun. Hockey players are fun, but you're on Desert Island. It's not like you're partying with these guys. You're just spending some su- super one-on-one bro time uh, with yeah. this guy. I don't know. I would hockey probably... players are chill like that. They, they're they a good time. You know, they'd be like, hey, we're stuck here. Might as well chill. Uh, I think it would be, f- I mean, Jay Cutler, I, you know I love Jay Cutler, <laughs> and I know that's like a total crazy one, but I guys. love Jay. I love that Jay is who he is, and it, would, it might get boring, and we might both be at each other's necks after three days, but it also could be the beginning of a beautiful bromance. But if it's just the two of us, I don't know. I could be very wrong, but I don't know. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. What's yours, Michelle? I think I would pick somebody that's really tall so they could reach coconuts and things Mm. in the trees. I'm thinking logistics here. So I'm thinking maybe Shaq, (laughs) you know, or like Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is a fun guy. Barkley would be good, I feel like we could kiki and have a good time. He could reach up, grab the coconuts. I feel like if any wildlife came around, Chuck could handle his own. You know, I'm thinking of someone that can protect me and reach things that I can't. Michelle, who's, a, who's another basketball player, maybe an offensive lineman? I just need a brick wall in front of me, basically, for when the Lions come out. Yeah, you need height and muscle. Um, like JJ Watt. <laughs> JJ, well, yeah. But then he'd have me doing deadlifts with. Yeah, it's true. You're picking up tree trunks. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yo, we're stuck here. I'm not trying Could to get be a, a, a pump in. <laughs> That's why I like Jay Cutler, man. He's just ripping six. He's oh. hanging out. He's not working out much. You guys are just hanging out. This is such a random pick, but you know who would probably be a blast is David Bakhtiari. Did you ever see him slamming beers at a Bucks game? Yes. yes. Go, Pat, go. Is there yeah. beer on this island? Because that's that's that changes things a lot. Yeah, I feel like if you're crashing on the island, maybe there's a hut there. There used to be a bar. You know, maybe it was a, a castaway resort town. That would change it. Jay Cutler with alcohol might be a problem. I don't know. We, things would probably go down south pretty fast. But um, I like your idea about not just the personality, making them useful as a hunter-gatherer. Yeah. That's a that's next-level thinking, Michelle. And that's I mean, that's why you're the best. <laughs> this is why I sneaky think that if I was stuck on a desert island, everyone would vote me off first because they're like, look at her. She can't do anything. But I think about the big picture. I will be getting alliances with the people that were bigger than me and stronger than me and faster than me, but also dumber than me. And I would be like, hey, why don't you grab the coconuts and then I'll carve them up and we'll have some coconut water. You have to find people who have strengths that are your personal weaknesses. I'll say this. You know, we had the debate about... We had the debate about who would win in a mile race, and I thought I would beat you. And I said anything above a mile, you would beat me. You would 100% beat me in Survivor. No doubt about it. Why? Because I'm playing chess, you're playing checkers? Because you are just more cerebral about things like that. You're very, um, I don't want to say you're cunning, you're cunning um, but <laughs> you would play the game really well. Everyone would obviously like you. And then I'm not trying to say this. People I don't think would think you're a threat, but you really are a threat. They just don't know I'm it until Cersei. it's too late. Well, yeah, not, not minus right. the crazy. Right. You know, you're not Michelle's right. not crazy, but you would win a competition like that because you would just outsmart everyone else, and everyone I would like you. The sweet Midwestern girl that's like, I can't do anything, and then I'm sneaky, being like, Hey, Steve has nothing he can bring to the table. We got to get him off the island. Yeah, you are sneaky, like, turning everyone on on other people, and everyone like you know, you end up being last because everybody loves Michelle. That would be. What reality show you would thrive on could be a potential great topic in the future. We'll, we'll put that we one in the, uh, we'll, put, we'll put that in the hopper. Should we do that next week? Because all be my, fun. sure. All my friends are like, oh, we should do the amazing race. I'm like, we'd be terrible at the amazing race. Anyway, you're better direction. You wouldn't be good. At I wouldn't, I would get lost in five minutes. Anyway, 
We've done. Yeah. Okay. Now I need to <laughs> marinate on that because I wonder what show I would win. I, you know what I would not win is The Bachelor. I could never be on The Bachelor or Bachelorette. I'd be like, e, you guys are lame. I'm out of here. I'd quit. We'll put this in the hopper. This is a future small talk conversation. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Back to John. Back to See, John, we just derailed. This is why we need you to be the intern. We need you to not only help us with content and you're a great writer, but we also tasked you with being the accountability czar. Because- Love that name, by the way. Thank that you. was a great idea by you. Thank you. You know, Steve and I say all the time on the podcast, hey, we're going to make this playlist or hey, Steve never watched Friday Night Lights. Let's watch Friday Night Lights. And then we never do it. We forget about these things because we're just having these offhanded conversations. So we have tasked you with a writing assignment and being the accountabilities are. So if the platform is yours, if you can just explain to all the Shelleys what your intern duties are and what you've already accomplished. Well, as you just alluded to, accountabilities are, how's your decadent dessert so far? Let's go ahead and check in on that one. Whoa. Okay, good one. Check Instagram. I, have, I haven't done it yet. I haven't <laughs> done it yet. I have been crowdsourcing and I think I have landed on the first dessert and I think I'm going to go with a pear grappa cake. Just really. I have no idea what that is. Sounds, sounds exotic. It's Italian. So I think I might just dig into the pear grappa cake. I went to the Italian deli the other day. I got some Amaro. I got some Fernet. I got some grappa. We're just really stocking, stocking the bar over here. So I think I might make that first. But thank you. Hold me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Saruti, hydration. Let's check in on that one as well while we're at it. Right here. Yes. Boom. <laughs> hydration king. I've been trying to keep up. I've been trying to drink. Um, Water every morning, big thing of this yeah, every morning. Yeah. So I'm trying. Like a normal human being. It actually used to scare me the lack of water that I would drink throughout the course of days, and I get headaches, and it was pretty bad for my health. So I'm trying. 2021 again, <laughs> new year to me. I'm going to be much more hydrated. Boom. I'm glowing. Can't you tell? Um. So the blog shell talk half tomfoolery, half really really important tidbits. That's been a blast so far. Okay, John, can you explain what the blog is to the Shelleys? Uh, the blog Shell Talk, I guess the voice of the Shelleys, the voice of a generation. Is that a fair description? <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. I'm just yeah. saying people are counting on you right now to represent the Shelley nation. I've said this in the first post. It's going to be probably B to B plus content early on. I'm going to have to find my footing to where it's not just me just seeming extremely judgmental in a post and just kind of railing. I'd really hope to bring in the Shelleys in like a community aspect, but going to have to find the bearings, asking for patience, but super, super pumped to be on the path. So basically after every episode, we post it on Apple Podcasts, we post it on YouTube, we post it now on our website, which is smalltalkpod.com, right, Steve? Mm -hmm. And John is going to post a blog, a little write-up of his thoughts, also denote some important times or important topics that we talk about. And we want to invite all the Shelleys to get in on the conversation with him. You can send in questions or comments, and we just want to make it a platform where all the Shelleys can get together and chat about what they liked or didn't like about the pod, express their opinions on perhaps Nickelodeon shows that they loved, whatever they want. So you can find that on the website after we post the pod every week. Hashtag show, yeah. I'm so excited. Steve, we're adding another thing to the small talk arsenal, if you will. A blog post every week from Intern John. I'm pumped. We got audio, we got video, we got the written word. I mean, we're just <laughs> conquering the world here, Michelle. That's all I have to say. We're, we're trying to be as many places as people are. So we're hopefully people like it. We've conquered every possible medium there is. Well, except for TikTok. Yeah, that's that's a bridge too far. We can't do that. I don't, at least I can't. Our next intern will be a TikTok star. How's that? If you're a teenager out there and you love this podcast and you're a TikTok savant, hit us up. Unlikely, but yes, hit us up. <laughs> okay, Steve, we didn't do this last week because we ran out of time. Let's get to a reveal. How about this one, which I love. Shelly Swag Gone Wrong, five stars. Uh -oh. It says, I'm a day zero Shelly, Okay. Listener since SVP and Rosillo. So before I even came along, he was a Saroots fan. Um, back to the Roots. review. Saroots. As such, once the Shelly swag was released, I immediately fired off the link to my mother, who had just asked me the day before for ideas of what I might like for Christmas. Unfortunately, by the time she went to buy it, all were sold out. That was predictable. What was not was my mother's solution. She found a different men's t-shirt with seashells on it, as I guess that's what she <laughs> thought was important. Imagine my confusion on Christmas morning, LOL. The pot is A-plus content. My, my felly, as in faux Shelly shirt, is not. 
That is fun. That might be the best review we've ever had. And that is such a mom Christmas thing. Cause you know, you open the thing and you have to kind of pretend that it's an awesome gift for your mom. Cause you know, she tried really hard, but she just missed. Yeah. It's a, it's a hard miss. So sure. shout out to the moms out there for trying really hard around, around Christmas, because we know us as kids, we don't always give the best things to be. I don't ever even really know what I want, but they're basically flying blind half the time trying to figure it out. So she put two and two together, figured you just really like shells. But that's the one thing about us, our t-shirt thing too, Michelle is we definitely drastically underestimated the amount of people that wanted them. So I don't know, look out for that in the future. Maybe you'll, we'll give your mom a heads up on the next batch. We did small batch because we had to gauge the interest. When we say small, we mean small and they sold out really fast, but we are going to try to do more in the future because we realized there was a demand for them, but shout out to the reviewer for wanting the shirt, but shout out to the mom who was like, Oh, I'll just find another men's t-shirt with seashells on. Mom's powers knows no bounds. They just, they try really hard. That's a plus effort right there. Oh my God. I think that's the cutest thing I've ever heard in my life. And she was probably so excited. Like, look, I got you. So I, wish, with seashells on. I want to see the picture of the shirt. I mean, what kind of guy, imagine a dude wearing a seashell shirt. It's a little bit weird, but Hey, maybe it's stylish. You never know. No, it's not because there's a lot of dudes out there wearing a seashell shirt, Steve. We, yeah, but ours is specific. It's a cool, sleek look. It's not quite, you know, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want a shirt with a literal, with a bunch of seashells on it. <laughs> literal seashells. That's going to be a no. Maybe that's the next thing we do is shell necklaces. We bring back a puka. Oh my good. Like 12 year old Steve would be pumped. Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> Vacation at the Cape. Feeling good about myself. Definitely some, Aber- some cargo shorts for sure. Nike shocks. The whole look is there. Just the, the puka shell necklace is the only thing missing. Is that the play? We start a trend and we bring back puka shells for the Shellies. I think this is brilliant. I do want to start a, a segment called um, Does It Hold Up? Puka shell necklaces, we're going to find out. I, I don't think they hold up, but maybe we could bring them back. I don't know. You know what? If maybe you don't want it around your neck, maybe we could get an anklet. Remember when anklets used to be oh, cool? Please. A puka shell anklet. <sighs> so it's a wonder that we made it this far with some of the weird fashion trends that we did. As I, as I always say, 2000s, underrated weirdest decade there is. All right. Well, thank you for the review. If you haven't already, please head to Apple Podcasts, search for Small Talk, find it, rate it, preferably five stars, and leave a review. We may read it at the end of the pod. Steve and I will be back in action next week. But until then, keep it godlike. All hell, King Steve. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.